Gateway Gamers Podcast. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times, it was the age of illiteracy, it was the age of the illiterati. The ancients tell of a time when anyone could freely ascend to a mythical building called a library and acquire any book for one's personal literacy pleasure. But that all changed when an evil secret organization called the Illiterati emerged from the shadows and took over the world in the blink of an eye. Their mission? To spread illiteracy. Their means? The destruction of all books. Their motive? Because reading is hard and knowledge is power. And yet, it is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good book must be in want of more books. You've been inducted into a legendary order known as the League of Librarians, the Guardians of Truth and Knowledge. You've sworn an oath of literacy, and thus it is your sacred duty to preserve books for future generations. But the illiterati will do everything in their power to eviscerate your vowels, confound your consonants, and butcher your books. One wrong move may spell disaster, but we'll see who has the final word. Semper Lectio Librarians! Hello everybody, my name is Brian Marvel, one half host of the Gateway Gamers Podcast, and welcome to another episode uh, where I'll be running solo because of prior engagements that RP kind of had, but not a big deal because the game I'm going to be covering today can also be played solo, so it's perfect. If you read the title, the game I'll be covering today is called The Illiterati. Uh, Just some basic stats for you, the game is brand new, just came out in 2023 after a super successful Kickstarter. Plays for one to five players for about 30 minutes. And designed by Gary Alaka, Rob Chu, John Kang. The artist for this game is Audrey Chung. Uh, Not usually a credit I give, but the art for this game is fantastic, so I have to give it a shout out. And as I said, the publisher is Gap Closer Games. And the mechanism is a co-op, real-time word game. Uh, I absolutely love word games. I love Scrabble. Uh... Me and my wife play Words with Friends over the phone. Uh, we covered a little Wordy a while ago, which was, at the time, my favorite word game. So, love a good word game. If you don't like word games, maybe avoid this one, but also it's a co-op game. So you can kind of work together with friends to create words if you're not too scholarly. The victory conditions for this game are as follows. All players must find one red book and one blue book, and as a team, draw one final book, either red or blue and complete the final chapter, which is on the right side of the card, and has to be individually bound by everyone at the same time in the same round. But more on that later. Uh, To be defeated is the burn tracker is filled, or the literati villain deck is emptied, which we will also talk about right now. The flow of the game goes in three rounds. The first round being the word building phase, where players will draw letters and build words to complete the bookbinding phase, which the bookbinding phase is you either draw a red card or a blue card, and you have to follow the conditions on the card. So some of the cards will have complete eight letters worth of words with a certain symbol that follow emotions and feelings. Uh, You have to do eight letters worth of words with another different icon of things that live under the water. Uh, There's holiday and events, brands and retail, cities. There's a lot of really cool options you can do. And then the blue cards 
have very similar, but they're a little bit more challenging. So it'll be words with double consonants, words that start and end with the same letter, words that have equal number of vowels and consonants, words that are antonyms, words that are synonyms. A little bit more challenging, but it kind of flows the same, where you're just trying to complete words with the tiles that you have. When you're able to complete the goal on the one side, if so if you're able to complete eight tiles worth of words that are synonyms, you bind that book. And what that means is you complete that goal. So if you that was a blue book, you now need to do a red book on your turn. And the third round phase is called the illiterati attack phase. So what that is, is there's villains in this game, the illiterati. So you draw one of their cards and they just kind of do different things to manipulate the words that you kind of have saved. So... The one is for the upcoming round, each player draws two fewer letters, so instead of drawing seven, you would draw five. Uh, as a team, discard one noun, adjective, and verb from the words that you kind of have created in front of you. For the upcoming round, anyone who wants to bind a book must also turn in an additional four-letter word, so it just kind of makes you build more words and use as many letters that you kind of have, which could manipulate the words that you kind of have saved. So that's how the game kind of plays. It's really simple with you drawing letters, uh, building words to survive. Because if you have too many words at the end of the turn that you haven't used, it's considered burned. If you have four rounds where you burn a letter each time, you lose the game. So the real goal of the game is to kind of survive. You're not just building words, you're surviving rounds. So it's like, if you can't make words that are sea creatures, like your goal to bind a book you'd still have to panic and build different words to at least have a word build. Because if you don't use all the letters to build words, you have to burn them, and that's where the trouble is. Um, and it's really cool because, like I said, it's a co-op, so you can communicate with your person across the table or multiple people. It's not a game where you kind of play solo. It's a very loud game where you're passing tiles around, you're throwing tiles around, you're communicating. You need a letter X or you have a letter X that you don't need, you're kind of throwing it around the table to somebody who might need it. And then there's also letters in the middle in the library. There's always three letters up there that you're manipulating and throwing around. And that's where if you have more than three letters in that library, where they'll get burned. So you really want to communicate and make sure that you're building words, even if they're not towards your goal. And then when you build those words, you could set them aside to keep to the next round. So it's more letters that you have to manipulate the next round. But however, it's more letters that you have that you might not be using so your potential to burn letters grows as the rounds kind of go on and as i said this game could be played solo i played this game with my wife i played this game with my friend from work and i played this game solo and it plays great no matter how you're playing it i mean obviously communication with another person is better but playing solo you just draw more tiles so instead of seven you're drawing ten and it plays basically the same. You're not really doing much different. It doesn't really change the way the game plays because I personally think this game is very challenging, but in a really fun way. I don't think it's impossible. It's one of those games where you can have a few really bad rounds and be like, oh man, we're not doing well. And then all of a sudden it could swing the other way and you can make a bunch of words real quick. But it's that pressure of building the words in a time limit because i forgot to put that each round each word building round is three minutes it's a timer they kind of flip and it's a little classic sand dial and you have three minutes so you, that 
stress of building in those three minutes like really make it hard to kind of think and manipulate the letters the way that you need to while also communicating but it works it's really fun um i love the literati deck i love that you're having like villains to face there's professor absalom faust who's the leader he's like a monocled looking villain minerva fantine who's like a catwoman looking woman fiara ironclads like a welder who burns letters on her card bastille malvaldo is like a pirate uh there's persephone vile and ferberus which is just like a little girl and her giant dog it just creates like really cool characters that give you an enemy to kind of fight and i love the card they come out and they're stressful it's always something you're like oh no like come on but it makes it fun it's not just a word game like scrabble where you're building letters it's you're building toward a goal and then these villains come out and the words that you have to the side can be manipulate it and that adds more letters that you don't want to burn like it really creates a tension that like a normal word game doesn't have and i really enjoyed that aspect of it production for this game is through the roof i do have the deluxe edition which is like wooden tactile tiles i love the sound and the feel of the tiles moving around the table as you're slamming down creating words the bags that you're reaching into to draw the letters is deep. Uh, you could fit your whole hand in. You could really manipulate letters as you're kind of moving them around. Um, the cards are like a matte finish. They feel really good. Even though you're not really like manipulating them a lot, but they're like really good quality. The one complaint that I have <laughs> is the sand timer. It's just once in a while we'll get stuck. And I think that's a common complaint that I've kind of seen from other people. It just all of a sudden you'll be playing, look over, and there's no sand falling. And you don't know how much time passed. So we actually started using my phone timer. And I hope that's something maybe they'll make some kind of app or something that has like a noise that kind of goes with it. Or some kind of theme to the game. Because I think it's unfortunate that for the production that's the one thing they kind of dropped the ball on. Another production thing that I absolutely love are the cards themselves, that you, the books that you have to bind. Uh, they're really clever, they're creative, more than they kind of had to be. Uh, so let's see, if I draw this one, it's they're clever little like puns on classic books. So this one is Catfish on the Rye, which is parodying Catcher in the Rye. And then it has just like a little quote almost that would be from the original book, but in this parodied version. So this one's Catfish on the Rye. Don't ever tell anyone what's in the tuna sandwich, the subway manager warned. Don't ever tell anybody anything. So we got, what else? Don Coyotes, Don Quixote, uh, Dr. Chuckles and Mr. Snides, obviously Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Dante's Barbecue instead of Dante's Inferno. Knights of the Hexagonal Table. And like I said, just little quotes at the bottom. Just add something little that they really didn't have to do. They clearly put a lot of work in. It's a lot of parodies, a lot of jokes. Um, they also give you some blank cards, so you can maybe make your own. With the cards, I will say, there's a lot of variety. This game, you could play a lot, and you'll probably never see the same cards twice for a while if you shuffle them real good. Because I believe there's 22 blue cards, and there's 22 red cards, and you're only really manipulating three in every game that you play so that's a pretty good sizable deck that you're going to be replaying 
Another thing that I love that companies do and they don't have to do is they add different modes. So like I said, there's the solo mode. There's also a junior mode, which gets rid of the timer. So if you're not one that enjoys being timed and that stress, you could play without the timer. And then you could play without like a final chapter that you two have to complete. It's just once all players complete their two books, that's the end of the game. And then there's also a PvP mode where you're fighting another person to compete who can find the most books so each team has their own library, each team gets their own letters, uh, you can't communicate and throw letters to each other, and then that game ends when any person completes five or more books. So it's just a, a different mode, I like that. Uh, there's also alternative rules called pandemonium powers, so when a illiterati villain comes out, you do different things. So if Professor Absalom comes out, all players must only speak in accents. If Fiora Ironclad comes out, choose a player they can't use their hands this round i don't know i guess use your mouth or whatever else get creative uh, minerva fantine comes out all players must whisper to each other when persephone vile and ferberus come out each player must use their non-dominant hand or they can't use their thumbs and then when bastivo bastille malvado comes out if you don't have two letter eyes anywhere in your words you must cover one of your eyeballs with one of your hands and I think it's fun. It's just a fun, different way to kind of play. Uh, if you're playing this game a lot and you just want something different, it's just a fun, alternative kind of way to play the game. So, in conclusion, if you can't tell, I love this game. I like this game a lot. It's a light, cooperative word game that really works well. The components are top-notch. I love the art. I love the aesthetic with the books. I love the theme. I love that's challenging, but also not too hard uh, it's very luck heavy with the tiles but there's also some skill involved with creating words you can also get a little creative and kind of judge with the people at the table what words count which don't i had things that fly and obviously like i was racking my brain i could think of eagles birds like everything that i could but it's like i couldn't get the letters to do it so i put bus because of in the game Fortnite, the bus flies my wife was kind of poo-pooing it but I took it because I was in a bind. Uh, and then I ended up posting that on Instagram. And they said, time. I was like, oh, time flies. And I actually had all the tiles in my possession. But I didn't think about it at the time. So you can get creative. You can get a little bit out there. There's some different words you could create. And kind of work with the people at the table, whether they count or not. Uh, I like this game as a solo game. I've played it a couple times, as I said, by myself. It's just like a nice, calming, wordy little puzzle to kind of complete. But I also enjoy it with other people. I don't know. I think two is the sweet spot. Three is good. I want to go more than that. I think it would get too chaotic. And too much of a frenzy. Uh, just too many letters out. To make it too challenging. But I would definitely try it. So I definitely recommend this game. Uh, if you love word games. If you are looking for a gateway game. I think this is an excellent gateway game. If you know people that like Scrabble. This is just one level up above Scrabble. So I would definitely seek it out. I know uh, the Kickstarters are just being fulfilled. Everyone's getting their copies. So I'm sure this will be for retail soon enough. And I would definitely seek it out. Uh, on the side of the box is Volume 1. So hopefully we'll see some expansions. Uh, I wouldn't mind just more. More of the same. More cards. Uh, even though, like I said, it would be a while before I've used all the cards. And then maybe some... Some like heroes, so how we have the illiterati villains, maybe we have some librarian heroes with asymmetrical powers. I think that would be 
just a little bit more without making the game too chaotic. And with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, be sure to check out our Instagram if you want to see pictures of the game. I'll be putting up plenty, and I already have. Um, follow our Facebook page at Gateway Gamers Podcast. Check out our merchandise on TeePublic and Redbubble. Be sure to buy shirts, stickers. Just help us represent and spread our podcast out if you enjoy it. Um, and thank you so much, and see you soon.